It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This morning, Adelaide on Edge fears a cluster will grow with 90 in isolation and critical contact tracing underway. A billion-dollar injection, the federal government commits to a vaccine manufacturing facility in Melbourne, but will it help with the COVID pandemic? A taste of summer, Australia's east coast swelters with temperatures soaring across Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. And a sporting comeback like no other, Victoria NAB's major pre-Australian Open tennis events, but will crowds be allowed? This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. South Australian health authorities are desperately working to contain what could become the state's worst outbreak to date. A large family with members working in a quarantine hotel, aged care, healthcare and a major prison has recorded three infections, while four others are displaying symptoms. An 80-year-old woman from that family is currently in hospital and 90 hospital staff and patients are in quarantine. I am urging anybody in South Australia with any respiratory symptoms to get a COVID-19 test. There's been a drop-off in testing numbers and we know that many people find it a bit inconvenient to get a test, but this is exactly when we do need to get tested. It's the first case of community transmission in the state since April. As a result, WA slammed shut its border to South Australia yesterday afternoon with some travellers told they'd have to quarantine when they arrived in Perth. Extraordinary pictures have emerged of an illegal beach party in Melbourne's southeast. The videos show more than 100 people packed onto the sand at Blackrock, dancing and drinking without social distancing or wearing masks. Currently, groups of just 10 are allowed to gather. Victoria Police shut down the party and moved the crowd along. There were no arrests and no fines issued. The first flight from New Zealand to Melbourne since Victoria joined the Trans-Tasman travel bubble will touch down this morning. Kiwis arriving in the city will be able to move around Victoria with regional restrictions now lifted. The first flight from Auckland is scheduled to arrive in Melbourne around 11am. The travel is only one way, with New Zealand yet to allow quarantine-free travel from Australia. A billion-dollar vaccine manufacturing facility will be developed in Melbourne to ensure Australia's supply of influenza jabs. The federal government has made the deal with Securus to build the facility close to Melbourne Airport. The company is the only one in Australia making influenza and Q fever vaccines in Australia and the only company in the world making life-saving anti-venom products against 11 of our most poisonous creatures. Construction will begin next year, but it won't be operational until until 2026.
Australian exporters are hopeful the country can reset strained relations with China, with both nations joining the world's largest free trade deal. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. Will this ease tensions with Beijing? Good morning, Jody. Well, not immediately, but it's certainly a positive step. The Prime Minister and the Trade Minister joined a virtual meeting of world leaders to sign the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, a single set of trade rules now governing 15 nations, including Australia, China, South Korea and Japan, as well as Singapore, Vietnam and Indonesia and eight other Southeast Asian countries, making up nearly a third of the global economy, though India pulled out and it does not include the US. So not opening up any new markets, but it will simplify trading for Australian businesses, welcomed by those sectors in particular, in particular affected by the China trade dispute, including wine, beef, barley, coal and timber. Hoping this kicks off a new chapter, though China still refusing to take calls from senior Australian ministers. The Prime Minister stepping up engagement with other regional partners this week. He's heading to Japan, expected to, to sign a new defence pact that could further escalate tensions with Beijing. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. Tragedy has struck during a family outing west of Sydney. A seven-year-old boy was pulled unconscious from Jellybean Pool at Glenbrook after his family noticed he was missing. The boy was taken to hospital but couldn't be saved. Paediatric drownings are horrendous for the crews that attend and for the families involved. Um, and it's always a timely reminder as the weather gets nicer and nicer to um, keep an eye on your young ones. With summer around the corner, we are reminded to stay alert around water. An intense heat wave is blanketing the nation's east, with Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria all set for a scorcher today. Some areas will see temperatures above 40 degrees, with high humidity levels making it feel even hotter. The heat won't last long for Victoria or New South Wales, but that high heat is expected to linger for large parts of Queensland. While records won't be broken, it is unusually hot for this time of year. Three boaties are being hailed heroes after saving the life of a four-year-old boy who nearly drowned on the Gold Coast. The group jumped into action after they saw the boy floating motionless in the Southport Broadwater yesterday. He didn't have a pulse when we first got him out of the water. He wasn't breathing at all. Uh, within a minute and a half, two minutes, uh, he was breathing again. The group hopes this reminds others about the importance of being trained in CPR. Qantas will celebrate its 100th birthday in style today with a centenary edition scenic flight. To mark the milestone, Qantas will take to the skies with a 787 scenic flight over Sydney this afternoon. In keeping with the centenary theme, the flight's been given the number QF100 and it will be 100 minutes long. The move follows the success of the Flying Kangaroo scenic flight in October, an eight-hour journey which took in some of Australia's most iconic sights. A paraglider has been rescued after crash landing in the water on Sydney's northern beaches. The 91-year-old daredevil managed to scramble onto rocks near Warrywood with the help of witnesses. Police, paramedics and fire and rescue went to help. He was wearing a helmet uh, at the time, um, but at 91, he's done pretty well. Incredibly, he was only treated for minor cuts and abrasions at the scene. He was taken to hospital as a precaution. 
The Sydney Harbour Bridge and Opera House have been lit up in yellow for the launch of Road Safety Week. Around 1,200 Australians died on our roads in the past year. More than 39,000 were seriously injured. Hundreds of safety initiatives will be launched across the country this week, including an online pledge. The Cancer Council says a generation of sunburnt Australians has forgotten how to slip, slop, slap. Young parents are the worst offenders and they're passing on bad habits to their children. Stacey Owen was just 37 years old. A doctor delivered her the news no one wants to receive. After going to check a mole on her foot, Stacey, in fact, had a melanoma on her thigh. I was shocked because I know that that's not a great word. Um, I didn't know a lot about it. Stacey was lucky to catch it early, but here in Australia, nearly 2,000 young people die from melanoma each year. Unfortunately, skin cancer is Australia's national skin cancer. We have the highest rates in the world. These worrying statistics are exactly why Cancer Council is bringing back an old message for a new generation. Slip, slop, slap, stick, slide. 25 to 44 year olds have really concerning sun protection behaviour. A survey conducted last year showed 25% of 25 to 44 year olds got sunburnt on summer weekends. 43% admitting to dangerous tanning habits and 77% believe it isn't an important issue. Cancer Council targeted this specific age group for two reasons. One, to improve their own habits, but more importantly, to teach their children the dangers of skin cancer. It's definitely slip, slop, slap, get your hat on, sunscreen, and he's already got his little rashy for summer. Peter Fegan, 7 News. Swimming star Shayna Jack is set to learn her fate following a secret appeal to overturn her doping ban. The 22-year-old was suspended for four years by ASADA after testing positive to an anabolic agent. She lodged an appeal with the Court of Arbitration for Sport with a hearing held seven weeks ago. It's understood the court's decision will be revealed within days. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Woolworths has been giving ushies away, but now it wants people to start returning the kids' collectibles. As part of a push to reduce its environmental impact, the supermarket giant has partnered with a recycling company to turn unwanted plastic characters into garden furniture. Whether you stash them or try to cash them, the collectibles craze has been a surefire money spinner for the major supermarkets. We collected a lot of them, didn't we, Carter? Yeah. But when the promotion's over, not every character gets a storybook ending. The dogs were eating them because they kept leaving them on the floor. There is a way to give unwanted collectibles a more dignified second life. Woolworths has partnered with a recycling company to turn its Disney-themed ushies into outdoor furniture. They do get turned into plastic pellets, which are then used to make fences, uh, park benches, etc. Coles has a similar scheme with its range of stickies that are recycled into floor mats. There is some backlash to the program um, and they're really trying to improve people's perception of them. 
And one of the things that's most important for consumers is recyclability. While it's a smart marketing move, experts say it's unlikely to win over customers already opposed to the plastic promotion. I think that's headed in the right direction, but I don't think that they're ideal in the first place. Whether you like them or not, the major supermarkets will be reluctant to phase them out, with Woolworths on record saying these tiny toys have contributed to a boost in first quarter sales. Customers have until the end of January to drop off their unwanted ushies at Woolworths stores before they're all sent packing. Tim Yateman, 7 News. The number of confirmed COVID-19 cases globally has soared past 54 million. The figure comes from the latest data compiled by Johns Hopkins University. The global death toll is nearing 1.3 million. The US remains the nation worst hit by the pandemic, with the world's highest number of cases and deaths. More than 34 million people have now recovered from the disease. Colombia has been hit by major flooding as torrential rain caused rivers to burst their banks. Heavy rain from tropical storm Iota forced residents onto the roofs of their homes to escape rising floodwaters. A mudslide has reportedly killed three people with another 12 still missing. Meanwhile, thousands have been left without electricity and telecommunications. The Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall are in Germany attending events commemorating the country's National Day of Mourning. The Prince attended a wreath-laying ceremony at a memorial in Berlin. Charles and Camilla are the first British royals to attend a remembrance ceremony in Germany. The trip is the royal couple's first joint official overseas visit since the start of the pandemic. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones surged by 400 points. The Nasdaq closed higher as well. In London, the FTSE fell slightly, but Germany's DAX rose. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,886 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 40 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72.5 US cents, 76 Japanese yen and $1.05 New Zealand. Part of a beach southeast of Melbourne had to be evacuated after explosives were found buried in sand. A family made the dangerous discovery on the Mornington Peninsula yesterday. They took the explosives to a nearby police station where the bomb unit inspected them. They are believed to be quarry detonators and were deemed to be safe. Police cleared the beach while they searched it and they're now investigating who put the detonators on the beach and why. Donald Trump has finally admitted to losing the US presidential election to Joe Biden, but repeated his false claims that the vote was rigged. Reporter Tim Lester is in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Tim. The president's admission that he lost wasn't quite what it seemed. Uh, morning, Jody. No, Donald Trump is digging here in here in the uh, White House behind me, firing off a succession of tweets this morning, though not always having the impact that he intended. He uh, wrote this morning, Joe Biden won because the election was rigged. No vote watchers or observers allowed. Now, in a country desperate for any sign that their president uh, acknowledges what happened on November 3rd in terms of the vote and plans to set in motion a transition, it was positive enough that uh, Donald Trump was saying that he had lost the election. But then the president fired off a second tweet. Joe Biden only won in the eyes of the fake news media. I concede nothing. In the last 24 hours, of course, President Donald Trump has flecked, flexed his popularity in Washington, D.C. Many tens of thousands of people marched through these streets yesterday, in particular along Pennsylvania Avenue below the White 
White House, down uh, to the Congress and then on to the Supreme Court. All those we spoke with expressing the view that their president had been robbed, that he had legitimately won the election were it not for the fact of some skullduggery in vote counting and the like. Of course, already one arm of the US government in its Homeland Security Department has concluded that the presidential election was the most secure in this country's history, but that hasn't impacted many of the 72 million who voted for Donald Trump. Ahead, challenges for the US in particular dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, no transition of power is in effect started because of Donald Trump's stance. And one of his chief COVID advisers has conceded this morning that Mr Trump has not been in a COVID pandemic assessment meeting now for a couple of months. Jody. OK, Tim Lester in DC, thank you. In sport news, Aussie Cameron Smith is tied for second place as he heads into the final round of the Masters. The 27-year-old will need to overcome a four-shot deficit to catch up to world number one Dustin Johnson and claim to his first major title. Johnson has led after 54 holes in the past four majors but failed to win any of them. He will need to end this streak to win his first green jacket in Augusta. Lewis Hamilton secured his record equaling seventh world championship after winning the Turkish Grand Prix. Despite wet and slippery conditions, the Mercedes legend claimed the title 31.6 seconds ahead of Mexico's second-placed Sergio Perez. Matt McLaren-bound Aussie Daniel Ricciardo started fifth in his Renault but went on to finish tenth after struggling in his second stop. Hamilton now equals Michael Schumacher's record of seven Formula One titles. An injury cloud hangs over Maroons winger Xavier Coates ahead of Wednesday night's Origin Decider in Brisbane. The 19-year-old was on light duties at training yesterday with Cameron Munster, who's recovering from concussion. There's growing speculation Wayne Bennett will switch debutant Corey Allen from the wing to fullback. Named at wing, so I'm on the wing. Yeah, where are you going to play? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted big speed against that car, so he picked me. Nathan Cleary says his man of the match performance in the Blues game two victory will count for nothing if he can't back it up in the decider. Taking a look at Monday's weather around the country now, a broad trough extending from the Kimberley to southeast Australia is generating showers and thunderstorms, some severe with damaging winds. The trough is also producing showers in eastern Victoria and Tasmania. Around the capitals today, cloud clearing in Brisbane, mostly sunny in Sydney, a top of 33 degrees, partly cloudy in Canberra and 28, an early shower then sunny in Melbourne, showers and becoming windy in Hobart. Mostly sunny in Adelaide, a top of 21 degrees, partly cloudy in Perth and a shower or two and a possible storm in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday the 16th of November.